everyone. Uh, this is Javi with um, uh, on Offshore Crypto. If you've noticed, I've changed the name to Offshore Crypto to cover a more general generalized feeling uh, in the crypto in the crypto space to uh, to really push uh, privacy in general um, and cover tech that has to do with uh, uh, crypto's uh, privacy tech and and really push that feature. Not I, I don't I, I didn't want to be pigeonholed. Uh, but uh, onto one project and, and that's it because I think you know crypto especially uh, privacy and Bitcoin uh, has a lot to offer uh, the space so um, anyways here is a, uh, like my the guest I I, I I really value a lot because he's the one that actually introduced me to to Bitcoin in, in, in about 2015 and I bought my bit my first Bitcoin at $250 to it was I, I remember the exact price it was $248 for one Bitcoin. And, and Adam Meister here, uh, it was the first video that I watched after watching a, a, a CNN show uh, in 2015. Um, and, and Adam is here with us today. Adam, how are you doing? I am great. Thanks for having me on. That's a great, I love that intro, saying that you got one for 240 some dollars. That is awesome. That is awesome. Yep, yep. That was the first one for $248. Uh, and I, I said, well, if I, if I have one, maybe, maybe I should get a little more. And I did. Um, and, uh, and as I dug deeper, I found out about the happening and, and things like that, uh, that was, that was ha happened in uh, 2016. And, and I was around to, to watch that happen as well. And that was pretty exciting. Um, and so, yeah, so anyways, I want to get into, um, uh, uh, what your back, you know, what your 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 background is in in uh, in, in in the crypto space, and also because uh, I know you you moved from a political uh, like from a political arena to crypto, right? Yeah, basically, I was uh, really into. I'm from Baltimore, Maryland, originally, and uh, I'm sure people have heard about Baltimore in the news. Uh, it it has its uh, problems. There have been uh, drug issues. It's people have moved out of the city. A lot of crime. And I got into, I guess, Baltimore activism. I came up with a project uh, called the Buy a Block Project. A bunch of us uh, decided to move to this one block in this neighborhood called Reservoir Hill. And the, the houses used to be grand and beautiful and they were falling apart. We moved into them, we fixed them up. And from there I got into to Baltimore politics. The house grew in value uh, <laughs> and uh, eventually I did, I did sell it and I left. Um, I was tired of putting my body on the line for Baltimore. Uh, it, it was actually dangerous to, to, to live where I lived. I had great adventures, but uh, around 2008, was that 2008 when we started having the financial crisis uh, yeah, that, that was going 2007, on? 2007, 2008 is, yeah. is where it really started kicking in, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I always liked finance. I always liked uh, Baltimore and, and beautiful architecture also. But I would, so as a, as a hobby, I would uh, read about finance and they said everything was falling apart. And I started learning more and more. And I was introduced to these doom, not, they, I don't even know if they were YouTube channels, just these, these alternative finance guys who wrote about the impending doom of the United States dollar and just different takes on finance and economics that I really had never been exposed to before. And I really got into it. <laughs> I really got, it was, I, I let, I, I'm a kind of an alternative type of person. I 
I moved to a real bad neighborhood in Baltimore. That was pretty alternative. So I'm, I'm open. I'm open and to try to make things better. And I'm, I always have a, a you know, a, an outlook on life that things, things can be better if you work hard at them. So I, I was learning about a, a different way of, of seeing finance. And I was, I was trying to look for opportunities that would, you know, increase my own uh, <laughs> finances. And, but, but the thing was, people were saying, you know, buy gold, the dollar's going down, uh, the Obama's going to destroy everything, blah, blah, blah. And for a while, I, you know, you, you're like, oh, yeah, this is the alternative. The, the doom and gloom, things are going to, we're fine. We're at this apocalypse. And then it doesn't really come. And then you realize that people have been talking about this end of the world uh, in terms of finance for a long time. Now, I'm not saying, I mean, the dollar being inflated away is not, is not good. It's not good. But the United States becoming Venezuela, uh, yeah, that's really not happening. Now, I also started traveling a little bit uh, around that time. And around, then, you know, I'm still watching these. I'm still into my Baltimore thing. I'm still watching these Doom channels and reading these blogs. And then I, I heard about Bitcoin. And it had to be 2011. I heard about it. And wow. I've always liked the internet, too. I've, I've loved uh, just – I had a blog on the internet, a, a political blog. And I had made already in 2008, 2009, 2010 – you can actually go back in my channel and, and you did go back in my channel and you see these Baltimore related political videos and, and whatever me, me complaining about these politicians. When it, in fact, the only way you can change things is you change yourself. I could complain about them all day and stick in Baltimore and I'd still be in Baltimore. Instead, I started you know, learning a little bit about this cryptocurrency stuff. It kept coming in and out of my life. I thought it was too complex to buy. Finally, Finally, in uh, November of 2013, I, I made the move. Um, a lot of things happened in my life at, at that time that just made me, you know, you can't just stick in Baltimore trying to fix houses, trying to fix neighborhoods, trying to talk to politicians. You can't just do that. Do something else. So instead, and instead of just reading about economics, I, I participated in alternative economics and I bought those first two Bitcoin in November. Now it's, what is that? Six years ago. That's un it, it, time goes by. And from there, yeah, I really got into it. I really, I didn't, I, I started reading about it a lot more. I left Baltimore. I traveled around, uh, saw, saw some different places. You start getting a, a better perspective on things. And, through, and when I bought it, I bought like at 600 and it went up to like a thousand right afterwards. Mm -hmm. And I was really happy. But then of course it hit that Mount Gox high. I learned what Mount Gox was. Thank God I didn't learn the hard way. I, I bought my two from Coinbase. Coinbase had just opened when I, I bought my first two there. Uh, and all, all I was doing was buying from Coinbase, thank God, and not uh, Mt. Gox. But I did see it. Uh, I saw the price go down the drain from, you know, 1100 or whatever it was to below the 600 that I paid for. But it didn't discourage me. I, I knew I was, you know, with the, the, few, the Bitcoin that I bought over $600, I knew tempor temporarily I was in the red. But I, kept, I did keep buying them. I started making videos. Again, my first video, you can go to my channel. Uh, just look up, uh, or you can go to disruptmeister.com that takes you to all my videos, but I'm Bitcoin Meister, Adam Meister. Um, yeah, I made my first video in 2013 after being excited about buying those first two. And then a, a few more in 2014 and 15, when things were at their worst, I guess, at the beginning, I, I, I started making more and more. I actually went to my first Bitcoin conference in South Africa. I decided to do it hardcore. I'm like, you know, everyone's saying that Africa is the next big place for cryptocurrency. So I might as well make the first conference I ever attend be in Africa. So I went to South Africa uh, in 2015 
uh, the, what was it, April of 2015 or March, April. And that was, and, and just going to conferences back then, you were only going to meet hardcore people there and stuff. I saw yeah. Vinny Ling, I saw Vinny Lingham speak. Um, now, the, the Monero guy, I think was there too. I think Fluffy Pony was there. I did not meet him there, but I, I, I met some other people. And from there, I, did, I went to a Prague conference. And th at that point, I'm, I'm all in. I am all in. I'm buying, you know, $300, $200 Bitcoin, all this stuff. I'm making more and more videos. I'm getting more feedback. And then eventually 2016, I dropped making the Baltimore videos. I, I just gave that. Even though I wasn't in Baltimore anymore, I was traveling around. Um, I, I sold my house. And uh, I, I just, that was my Baltimore videos. You know, Baltimore is this huge city. Hardly anyone cares about it. The people in Baltimore, hardly, they, they weren't even watching my videos. I make these Bitcoin videos. People were watching it. There was a lot. I was meeting just such a diverse group of people all over the world. Uh, and, and wherever I would go, you, I, I could talk about Bitcoin and stuff. And uh, tw 2016 is when I took it to the next level. And uh, yeah, I, I was making videos every single day since then, basically. And uh, I, I, yeah, I kept buying. I've only bought, I've never sold a Bitcoin. I learned pretty early on, it's about buy and hold. I learned what the halving was. I lived through the halving. I understood you just have to have a long-term view on this and that there was going to be a lot of turbulence. Yeah. I, you know, at the beginning, I didn't know the altcoins were going to be so big, but I've lived through that. And now I'm, you know, I didn't get tempted by that stuff. Right. I really, you just, you got to have a strong hand. I mean, it's more than just a saying. You hang on to your Bitcoin and you don't get distracted by the crypto noise of all these other altcoins and ICOs. I've seen it all come and go. I've seen a lot of people come and go. I haven't changed at all. I'm still, I'm still the same guy uh, that's saying the same simple thing, buy and hold uh, and think about the, uh, what, what I, I try to get people interested by saying 2020 having, and now we're almost there. So now I got to tell people 2024 at having, because we're always having new people enter. Although the most, we had so many new people enter, you know, end of 2017. People, I just remember in 2015, I thought I was such a newbie, you know, because I'd only joined in 2013 officially by getting my first Bitcoin. But wow, I, I soon became a grizzled veteran <laughs> saying yeah. that you were around in, in 2013, you became a grizzled veteran. So that, that, that's my story. And uh, I, get, I do love traveling all around. I don't own a house anymore. Yeah. Um, I just, it's so much maintenance. I don't own a car anymore. I just go from one Airbnb to another all over the world. Uh, I've had people that are fans of mine uh, let me stay at their places. Thank you, people. I mean, people are so, when you're making good-hearted, good-natured videos from, from what you believe in, people understand. People understand where you're coming from, and they want to they wanna give back to you. All, all my videos, again, I've had over 1,500 videos at DisruptMeister.com. They're all free, so sometimes people give me stuff. It's, it's great. I love it. And I, supposedly, I've helped a lot of people. They're like, I, I made, you made your, my hand stronger. I held on to it. I wasn't tempted. I didn't buy this ICO. So great, great. And let's keep on doing it. But this is just the beginning. I know a lot of your viewers are like, oh, he got in when he was 2013, when he was 2015. That was so early. No, we're going to look back on this. People are probably watching this in 2028. And they're saying, oh, man, it was so early in, in 2019 still. So that, there's my story right there. That's, that's awesome. And that's, uh, that's a great story. And actually, uh, I do remember off the top of my head, one of your videos where you mentioned uh, Warren Buffett and his buy and hold strategy. And that I think you also mentioned a family member of yours that pretty much spoke about that as well. Uh, if You can correct me if I'm wrong about the buy and hold strategy for, for that. Yeah. I don't, family members that I've talked about are uh, older members who were into savings accounts. They Save, were into yeah. savings, yeah. savings. 
But uh, yeah, I, I've referenced traditional type of investors all the time. Yeah. I, I, there was, I, I can't remember. There was just some, there was an article once about like some no-name guy. Like, all he did was he bought a lot of, or he's just constantly buying stuff since like the 50s and 60s. And he was a multimillionaire. Just right, exactly. Really incredible. I forgot the name of that guy. Again, it's some of the superstar investors, you don't know their names because they just, they just they do boring things. But doing the long term, not taking risk, not gambling, it, it pays off over time. It, it does. And not, and not living an extravagant lifestyle. I think one of those old dudes that I've referenced, he wasn't buying Lamborghinis or anything all along uh, because if you buy a, Lam a new Lamborghini every three years, you're cutting into uh, your, your potential investment. Uh, people have asked me, why haven't you traded in one of your Bitcoin for a Lamborghini or this, that, or, or a few of your Bitcoin for a Lamborghini? Right, no, right. It's, 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 just, it's just a temporary hit. In the long run, I would regret it. I'd, I'd be like, oh my God, I got a Lamborghini with that Bitcoin. I should have gotten this uh, palatial mansion in right. uh, 2032. Right. So I'm in... Right now, the way I have things set up, I don't have to get into my Bitcoin at all. That's and uh, I, I get to travel. I just don't do, I don't do ridiculous things. I tell people not to be impulsive. People can get, cut a lot out of their lives in order to save a little bit of money to buy a Bitcoin here and there, or just to, or to preserve their Bitcoin, not to, uh, not to have to break into their Bitcoin. I say treat Bitcoin as your savings account. Treat it as your savings account. Right. But a lot of people... Do not. They have to go into their Bitcoin stash, and they they end up regretting it quite quite a bit. So well, let, let me get into that really quick. As far as like storage of your Bitcoin, uh, I've used the Ledger, the Ledger Blue and the Ledger Wallet before, and I and I, I remember early on you were talking about the Trezor. Um, have you had any experience using the the Ledger Wallet for Bitcoin, or what do you think was is best in your in your opinion? Oh, I I have had experience with all of them. All right, I've had experience with all of them. Of course. I just brought, I just, I wanted to show everybody this guy. Awesome. This is, this is my treasure, Trezor with its leather, leather case. Okay. I, I, sh I don't show the others because this one's got a nice, uh, this was my first, you know, that was, this was the first storage device. As, it's the old version, as you can tell. Well, that's but I yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I played around with a lot of them. Okay. I've got a lot of them and uh, I, I, I like, I like the Trezor the best, wow. uh, the least complaints. I, I don't, people have had trouble with the, uh, with the the ledgers and stuff uh, uh yeah. I, I don't want to dis it's great dude right. it, having a ledger having a digital bit box having a a, a legitimate uh, hardware wallet it's better than keeping it on coinbase people yeah. seriously seriously so uh no i but but I, i'm still biased uh toward my first my first one out of all the out of all of them i i like the the original treasure the, the original one the original one that's really cool. And they got the, the, tre the Trezor Model T now, I think, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I, I, and I, 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 I mean, I guess you get, a di you, you get used to your first one. Yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely, yeah. Dude, I've got a, a, a Ledger H1W, is it called, also? It's, like, right. it's just like a little computer chippy thing. Oh, a little <laughs> USB type thing? Yeah, yeah, it's just a, it works fine too. I mean, it, 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 it keeps on working. I don't need the I don't need the fancy sets or graphics. I don't need no, no. The, the, the I don't need the devices that can store like eighty different coins on them. Yeah, um, I just I just need the thing that can store my Bitcoin. Uh, I I've got a, a recovery seed now. Again, with with the H one W that ancient thing. If you ever had to do the if you can't just check your recovery seed on that one. Like the thing I like about Trezor is you can check to see if you're, and you can, I'm sure, well, you, you can check your recovery seed on this without typing it in. 
right. without typing. You can do it on the, uh, the on both Trezors, actually, on the new one and the old one. So right. that, that's something I like. Uh, that, that, that gives you reassurance that you know you're, uh, you, you wrote it down right, your recovery seed. But, I mean, I know I wrote down my recovery seed right on the other things also, on the H1W. I, I've done some things. I've, like, switched one H1W to – is it HW1 or H1 – whatever it's called. Yeah, it's, <laughs> the, I know what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Half the people don't even know what that thing is because they weren't in early enough to get the – it just looked like a little, a little chip. And, you know, there's no screen or anything like that. But yeah. it's great. It, 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 I'm able to get my Bitcoin off of there. I'm able to move my Bitcoin from there. I'm able to – uh, put one recovery seed onto another one of them. It, 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 it's good. So, but but going back to the question at hand, um, yeah, I I'm still Trezor type type is at the top of my list. Awesome. But but and this is a, this is a big but. Just just having your Bitcoin off of an exchange is the best thing that you can do. And of course, Trace Mayer is doing proof of keys on January third. Just encouraging everyone by January third to get their. Uh, just learn how to properly store your Bitcoin. And that's, that's one of the things I've been preaching all along also. Yeah, no, that's great. That's great advice because um, there's a lot of people, including myself, when I started out, um, not that I kept the coins on exchanges because I learned quickly to take them off. But um, I, when I first started out, I would do like silly things like uh, I would try to buy Ethereum with Bitcoin not knowing that if I try to buy Ethereum with Bitcoin and send my Bitcoin into an Ethereum address, like there goes my Bitcoin or there goes like, I, I completely lost what I was doing. And so I lost a bit of money just trying to buy a little bit of Ethereum with Bitcoin. So, hey, there goes some Bitcoin that's, uh, I guess lost because I, I don't know whatever happened to that stuff, you know? So. Yeah, everyone's got stories like that. Sometimes you gotta, you gotta learn the hard way, I guess. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so let so let's get to the the point at, at hand, I guess. Like for these days, uh, you know. So okay, so these days, um, a lot of talk is being made on uh, how uh, Bitcoin should be made more private, and a lot of these uh, and and, I, and and a lot of these coins that are you know privacy coins are trying to like fight one another to make make themselves known as you know a great privacy coin like you know you can say monero or uh, zcash or or your beam or you know grin and uh, uh beam and i got my thoughts on those two we can get into uh but um you're seeing a lot you're seeing the narrative go into more of a, a you know privacy oriented uh type of like realm right and and a lot of it has to do also now uh more so now with like facebook uh, looking into into what people are doing, Google looking looking into what people are doing. Um, you know, Apple has a commercial out that says like, you know, hey, we value your privacy and this and that. So I kind of find that kind of funny that Apple puts out a commercial on TV and then just talks about people's privacy. Um, so, anyways, um, I guess what I'm trying to get at is it's privacy these days is really important. So it's it's it is pretty cool that I think. Um, you know, Bitcoin is trying, it, Bitcoin has things like Wasabi Wallet, I believe, right? And mm -hmm. uh, things like that, um, that help it out. What, what, what are your thoughts on, on having privacy on the blockchain? 
Okay, this, this is a big question. You're, you're absolutely right. First of all, everybody watching this, pound that like button right now. This is an awesome interview. Uh, I, had to get, I had to get my saying in right there. Strong hand. All right. Yeah, you got to put those in, man. It doesn't count if you don't put those in. No, no, no. Yeah, no exactly. It's, it's, it's a habit. That's part of my conviction. New show every day. This is my second show of the day. And say, uh, pound that like button. But seriously, with, with privacy, uh, you, there are a lot of people that talk a big privacy game. When it comes down to it, People, most people don't care at all. Most people don't care at all. It hasn't become a pressing issue yet, okay? Um, for some people, they are treating it that way, definitely saying we need it right now. But the, de the demand really isn't there right now. More people would be using the Wasabi uh, wallet and the CoinJoin stuff and all the, the coin mixers. Not many people use that stuff at all. Now, on the other hand, I think it's very good that there are coins out there that are experimenting with it. And in fact, they're competing with each other. They're battling it out. Good. May the best man win. Compete. Don't complain. I think, I don't think it should be in the base layer of Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I think it, it, it should be some opt-in second layer solution that can be built on top of it. To, to put it into the base layer would require a hard fork and those things can be contentious. And I think Bitcoin should avoid hard forks at, at all at all costs. And sure. uh, I, I think some type of opt-in uh, privacy one day, probably something we can't even imagine right now, w could be available for those who, who value privacy. But to, just to change it at the base layer, uh, if it ain't broke, don't, don't fix it, is, is one thing I say. And if you, if you don't, <laughs> if a hard fork isn't necessary, don't hard fork. We learned that, we learned that with Bcash. They wanted a hard fork into bigger blocks. Bitcoin didn't do it, so they made their own coin, and look who won in, in, in the long run. Bitcoin won. So I, I, also, when it becomes, you'll know when it's more of a pressing issue. Um, when someone says they really start talking about making the privacy changes in Bitcoin, like on the base layer, and everyone starts fighting it, and then some big personality says, you know what, I am just forking this off, and we're going to have a uh, a, a, a privacy Bitcoin now, a totally privacy Bitcoin. We, 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 and, and, it, and it's the real Bitcoin, they'll, they'll try to say. And of course that will fail, but um, we haven't even gotten close to that. I mean, just a mat, we haven't, in terms of the privacy debate, we haven't even gotten on stage yet, you know, compared to the uh, scaling debate. If you remember the scaling debate in 2016 and 2017, that was a real battle that ended with a real fork called, called Bcash which was a, is still a major coin to this day. So we haven't even, in terms of the, the privacy debate, we, we haven't gotten on, on the stage for the debate yet. This is Trace Mayer, and you're listening to Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister. Anyways, this is a public service announcement about the annual celebration of Proof of Keys. That's where the entire community withdraws all their Bitcoins to addresses where they hold the private keys and run a full node. So visit proofofkeys.com to learn more about why and how you should participate. And please make a small change to your Twitter handle to show your support. Thanks. I think, I think over time, it, it, more people will become aware of privacy. But right now, most regular people uh, definitely aren't using cryptocurrency that way. And I, I don't think of it as a pressing matter in Bitcoin. But once again, I do like that there are options with this CoinJoin stuff and Wasabi Wallet, etc. And most importantly, if you really need to do something super private, I mean, I'm not going to get into your personal business, dude, and you're really paranoid about it, you get yourself some Mimble Wimble Coin, Grin, Beam, Monero, whatever, 
you, you somehow acquire it and then you do what you need to do, I guess. Uh, that, 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 that option is already out there. Now there's people arguing about how private each one is. I don't know. I mean, let them keep competing and eventually, hopefully Bitcoin can learn something from one of them and, and make a second layer solution based on that. Right, right, exactly. And so, um, and, and, and go, going back to what you were, uh, well, going back a little bit to what you were talking about at the beginning when, when you were talking about um, uh, how you got into, the, into, uh, into Bitcoin, you know, around 2011, I think it was around 2011, yeah, 2011, going into 2012, I was hearing about these, I was, heard, I was starting, I was listening to the Alex Jones shows, you know? Yeah. And uh, I soon heard about this guy named D Daniel Estelin, who is a researcher uh, that researches on the Bilderberg Group. And I don't know if you're familiar, familiar with the Bilderberg Group with the Bilderberg group. Yeah, I've heard of, I, I've heard that stuff for years, for yeah. years. Yeah. So I mean, like it, it is kind of like creepy to, to hear that they all get in a room and start talking about what, you know, what they're planning for the world as, as like the elite people, you know? So like I was listening to that stuff and I'm like, that sounds like it's really possible. Like these people are actually doing these things, even though it's secretive, it's secretive for a reason. They're, 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 they're meeting for, for some reason. I kind of found, I found it kind of fishy. And so that's when I started getting into, um, you know, the banks kind of screwed us in 2007, 2008. And, and this may be one of the reasons of what, what's going on. They're just trying to enrich their pockets. And so I started getting more and more into it. And then I ended up finding, uh, I ended up finding Bitcoin around uh, 2014 or 15 when I heard something on CNN about it. And, and then I saw your shows and, and I, and I dealt, like delve deeper. Um, but, um, as far as privacy is concerned, uh, uh, as far as privacy is concerned, um, there is a, there is a quote by, uh, Edward Snowden. Have you heard that quote? The, uh, the recent one where he's put out in his new book? No, uh, well, I've, I've heard him promote his book. I've listened to him on quite, quite a few, uh, podcasts actually, but yeah. what's, what's the exact quote? Uh, yeah. So the quote is, okay. So it goes arguing that you don't care about the right to privacy because you have nothing to hide is no different than saying you don't care about free speech because you have nothing to say. When you say I have nothing to hide, you're saying, I don't care about this. Right. Right. Yeah. Which is basically, I, I don't know, but I, I kind of think that's a hundred percent true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. He, he, he's right. People don't care about it. They're saying they don't care about it. They, yeah. they don't care about it. They're, most people don't care. In the West, they do not care about it at all. They hear about what, you know, Snowden and everything. They don't think twice about it. They don't, they don't care. They, it really, it's just people are very comfortable. People are very comfortable. So no, I, I would say his quote is, is correct. Yeah. Uh, and that, uh, people, they just, they just don't care. They just don't care. They don't, so, care. They don't care. But I, but I do think that the more that people don't care, the more, the more time goes by, the more people's rights may be getting, maybe taken away little, you know, little by little every day because, because people don't care. And then it's just like, okay, well, yeah, you can, you can take that right from me. Okay. I don't care. You can take this right from me. And sooner or later, it's like, People are like, holy crap, like you, you just took away so many rights from me and now you want to take over like my uh, financial situations as well. So it's kind of like, I think it, it's, not a, it's, not a, it's not a concern right now for the general public, right? Maybe it's more of a concern with people who are in like maybe crypto, uh, but 
maybe for the general public, it may not be a huge concern in their finances right now because they're comfortable with the system the way it is right now. And that's why I think we're still very early in cryptocurrency um, because uh, cryptocurrency is not very easy to use for the average person. You know, like people like me and you can use cryptocurrency all day, um, you know, you know, minus Grin, for example, because Grin, it takes, you know, some, some, some learning to do to actually make a Grin transaction. I don't, I don't know if you've ever tried that before or know of someone who's tried that, but I, I, I've dealt with that before and it's extremely like difficult to even grasp how to do that in the first place. Um, but imagine trying to teach how to use, teach someone how to use Bitcoin in the first place and then try to tell them, you know, Hey, um, you know, you have it, you know, you have an address that you can send your Bitcoin to and you can, you, and they're like, well, Bitcoin's, you know, whatever, $7,300. How the heck am I going to buy one Bitcoin? Like, it's so expensive. I'm like, listen, no, you can buy bits and pieces of them. You don't have to buy a whole freaking Bitcoin. Like there's eight, there's like about eight, I think it's eight decimal places that you can buy, you know, and you don't need to buy an entire Bitcoin. You can buy little bits of them. Like, you know, it's not as expensive as you make it out to be. Like you're basically buying into the network, but I think I went off on a tangent there, but I mean, no, 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 I, you got, you covered a lot of different topics right there. First yeah. of all, yeah, it is early on because most people think you have to buy a whole, yeah, you, you can just buy a fraction. That is one of, one of the basic things that most people don't know. It's unbelievable. But yeah, uh, yeah in, in term, in terms of privacy, again, most people would, uh, most people don't value freedom either. Uh, they'd rather just be comfortable. Uh, so they're not gonna. You're, you said slowly but surely, people's freedoms are kind of eroding away, yeah. and they are. They are um, for for most people. Again, if you if you look a little bit ahead, and yeah. uh, in terms of your financial freedom, uh, well, right now banks can confiscate your money if, if they please. Yes. So so yeah. for for the few for the twenty percenters, as I say, you get that's why you get into Bitcoin right now because they can't confiscate that if you control your private key. But again, most people want to be comfortable. They want to roll up to Bank of America in their SUV and, and, you know, and not get out of their car, have it guzzling gas, and be able to get uh, 50 bucks out of the ATM and then drive away. And they're very willing to say, well, no, I, they, they, can, they can tell the government anything they want to about what I do with every transaction. Uh, they can charge me fees if they want. It's all convenient. They, they, I'm comfortable. I get to sit in my SUV and eat while I get my money out of Bank of America. Most people prefer that. And I, I don't, I think a lot of people um, were raised that way. And some people, cryptocurrency will wake some people out of that trance, but not everyone. I think most people, I think eventually the United States dollar will become a, a Fed coin, will be on a, a blockchain of some, a centrally controlled blockchain by the United States where they can turn you off. Mm -hmm. And m many people will just love it because it'll be so convenient. It, it, the, the, the Fed coins all over the world, and probably the U.S. dollar Fed coin will be the best one, but the most convenient one to use. Yeah. And people say, oh, the, the Bitcoin one's too hard. Uh, and so uh, you, you talk, um, a lot of people think that everyone's on the same level. They're all, they're all smart and they all want freedom. No, there are plenty of people that just want to be comfortable and they don't want to think at all. So yeah. if whatever option is the easiest, they are going to take. So, uh, and they're very comfortable with saying, I've got nothing to hide. So I will stick with this government system and, and there'll be more and more government jobs. Oh, look, 
if I work for the government, they'll pay me uh, extra Fed coin and <laughs> there'll be all, all sorts of things. J just, but, but, and you, people shouldn't be disappointed if the whole world doesn't get into Bitcoin because the whole world won't get into Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. If only 20% of the world gets into Bitcoin, that's huge. Because yeah. right now, it's, it's less than 1% of the world that's, that's, that, that's into it right now. Right. So I, I don't think people should get uh, disappointed if, if Bitcoin doesn't become the world reserve currency. I don't think it's going to become a world reserve, crypto, uh, world reserve currency. It'll be the world reserve cryptocurrency. Um, but yeah, there'll be plenty of people that want to be comfortable and do not value freedom. And over time, lots of people are going to become less and less financially free, uh, especially. But they'll, they'll be happy about it. Now, you did, you did bring up one, one thing I want, I want to clarify, too. Yeah. Uh, a, a lot of people found out about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency through, and I was alluding to it a little bit, uh, through people like Alex Jones, people who are on the conspiracy side, people who are even wilder than that, uh, which is fine. And some people have changed their ways. Some people didn't change their ways and actually didn't buy Bitcoin. They found about, uh, about Bitcoin through those guys. And then they just took the conspiracy to a whole new level and said, oh, it must be a CIA, NSA thing. I'm never going to buy it. That was really bad. That was re really bad. Like if you heard about it and then you went totally berserk, you know, because Alex Jones never got Bitcoin. He, he was ripped. He, he was saying bad things about Bitcoin. Event, oh, event. he was? I didn't know that. And, 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 and you know, he never got into it. He, he's, I, and I don't listen to him anymen because he's not easily listenable. Right. You know Alex Jones was right about gun control. He's not right about everything. I, I, will, t I will tell you this. he was not right about Bitcoin, and probably he led some people down the wrong path. They might have heard about it from people like him and him, but then they were a lot of people that brought it up said eventually they because some of these guys are just trying to sell doom. They're not trying to improve people's lives. So what's the biggest doom that you can say? That Bitcoin is an NSA thing and you better not be involved in it because it's all a way to get you under government control, which it's not. It's not, it, it, it's, it's not at all. It's, it's freedom from all that nonsense. Right. Now, you, you brought up the Bilderberg uh, people too, and I just want to say my personal view on all that stuff uh, is that people shouldn't worry about it, first of all. A Bilderberg group exists. Of course it exists. I believe it's a bunch of rich people who meet and network and talk about stuff and say the way they think, the, the way they would like the world to be, and that's their business. I don't think, and, and they might have political friends, which they say, hey, I'll, I'll give your campaign a million dollars if you agree on you know, this, this trend that me and my buddies were talking about, but do they really control the world? No, you as an individual control your own destiny. You really do. So some of these things that have come out of these, the topics that have come out of these meetings, sure, they've become popular and stuff, but the people put these people on pedestals way too much. You, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't worry about them. Um, they, do, they do exist. They do have meetings. But rich people can have meetings. Billionaires can have meetings. Uh, they, they can try to plan their businesses and, and collude with one another. You don't have to be in that system at all. You can be in Bitcoin. You don't, you don't have to worry about it. Just a lot of people get stuck worrying about that stuff, right. saying those dudes are about to bring down the system and enslave us all. And it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. You, you cannot worry too much about it. You create your own freedom. You, you go your own way. And the people, a lot of people just end up buying those newsletters, uh, you know, stockpiling weapons, buying gold, waiting for the end that never comes because right. they think uh, George Soros is going to take over the whole darn world. This year. He, George Soros doesn't control your life, people. He doesn't. And that's, that's the positive attitude I try to, to you know, say on my channel like don't worry about all this all the insider gains and all this stuff you take care of your own insights you yeah. take care of your own health you you can buy your own stuff you invest your own way 
I mean, a lot of these people who complain about the Bilderberg Group and all the uh, globalists or whatever, they're shopping at McDonald's and all, all the, <laughs> they're, they're buying all this generic stuff. They, they've got to have the big cars. They've got to have the stuff, the stuff, the stuff. Yeah. Get yourself uh, off the addiction to stuff. That's something I say. And then you don't have to, you, you control your own fine. You don't have to, fitting in is overrating. Fit, fitting in is overrated. You don't need a big car. You don't need the big house. And uh, yeah, that, that's, that, that's, that's why I take on that stuff. So that got a little off the of Bitcoin there. But it just, just having that attitude of like personal responsibility is a new counterculture, that, that, that'll get you a long way in life. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And um, I, I think uh, with, 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 the way that, um, with the way that Bitcoin, is, with the way that, you know, Bitcoin is, is uh, I guess, uh, has, was, brought, was brought into being. Um, the, just the, I'll tell you, the, the thing that attract, attracts, attracted me most was, or is the, um, the store, like it, definitely a store of value proposition. Uh, and also um, the fact that, um, that it's unconfiscatable, you know what I mean? And, yes. and that, that right there was very powerful to me because every time I go to, a, if I go to, I, I've always said it, like whenever I go to a bank, uh, they know your information. They can shut down your bank account whenever they want. Um, if they think you're doing, you know, something like not cool to them. Uh, whereas with Bitcoin, uh, nobody's there to shut down your account. There's no one there to, to see what, to, you know, there's no one there to, you know, they can't take your private keys. If you hold them in your brain, like that's it. Nobody can do anything to your, to your coins. Um, you, you secure, you know, you secure the, the, the recovery seat in, a, in, in the right location you know, where, you know, where it's at, it's unconfiscatable. And, and, and I think the, I do think the banking system is, uh, outdated. I think it's super outdated. I think they know that. And I think that, um, more and more every, every day that passes, I think that there's, uh, uh, I think that the, the banks are realizing this and I, you know, you know, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency in general gets stronger, you know, but mainly, uh, Bitcoin does because that's the uh, the original. Um, yeah, let, let, let's talk about those banks for a second there. And, yeah. and I think they do, uh, uh, some of them know that they're not going to, they can't just stay in fiat anymore. They can't just be fiat banks. In Germany, they just passed a law. Uh, and, and this hasn't, I, I talked about it on my channel quite a bit, but a lot of people haven't talked about it. In Germany, a tremendously wealthy country that, you know, is the most powerful country in continental Europe, basically. Uh, Banks are good. starting 2020. They're going to be allowed to buy and, and sell uh, cryptocurrency and store it for people. So banks, there will become banks that are Bitcoin or cryptocurrency banks also. They're not just going to sit there and let this happen, okay? And once again, for convenience sake, people are going to be like, oh, wow, Bank of America will let me, will let me buy. Now, this isn't true yet, but it will be true eventually. Bank of America will let me tr uh, buy Bitcoin. I'll just buy it through them. And I'll keep my Bitcoin at Bank of America, which of course will just lead you to the same situation again, where Bank of America can confiscate your Bitcoin if they don't like you anymore. But the bank, you're absolutely right. The banks are, they know, they know things are changing. They know their system is outdated, being closed on Sundays. I mean, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I call that some, something so ridiculous. How can a bank be closed if you want to go get your money out? How the heck, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to be kidding me. Like, yeah. you have access to your, to your coins at any point in time in the day at any point in time in the world, like you can be traveling and you got your, your coins with you. You don't got to like, you know, you don't have to like, uh, 
to clear your coins or, or like you know you know what I'm saying like when yeah. you go to travel you don't have to like if you're traveling with a case of gold you got to worry about the, the weight of the gold you gotta <laughs> about, what you got to worry about the actual gold in your backpack you know and then if someone's gonna uh, you know say anything as far as like hey you got you know more than whatever five thousand dollars you gotta like declare some stuff uh, it's a pain it's a pain it's a pain in the butt and um, and uh, yeah no no it, it's you could get Bitcoin across borders easily especially compared. gold is the worst of course i mean I, i've heard stories about people trying to get gold into mexico and they just get arrested by the mexicans and their gold confiscated that's no fun bitcoin uh yeah <laughs> bitcoin is easily uh is borderless you can you can take it across uh any cryptocurrency is really borderless you can you, you can send it across borders you don't have to buy worry about uh paying some fees uh sending it into a country being taxed etc you, you and you talk about being turned off financially a lot of people have that are controversial on youtube and paypal and patreon have are, are yelling and screaming saying oh lord it's a conspiracy against you know that they might be a conservative group look and look adam you said that the the, the Bilderberg people had no power but they've they've made it so that we can't uh we're, we're rejected and that these big companies aren't letting us transact well dude you're you're stuck in the old system when you're traveling when you're uh, dealing with paypal and banks and YouTube. What you should have been doing and what you can still do, you just list a Bitcoin address. That's all you do. You get it. You can still get funded that way. A lot of these creators are learning the hard way. They thought they, 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 thought they could have the best of, uh, of all worlds. They, they could say whatever they wanted to say and stick in the old system. And the old system would, of course, just let them pass by because they, they weren't saying anything too bad. And then they get turned off. Then they get demonetized on YouTube or, they, or PayPal won't let them. And their whole business model is kaput. If they can't, some people, they, they got cut off from PayPal. That's it. Well, dude, that's why, that's why you have cryptocurrency. That's why you have a Bitcoin address underneath. Then people can keep on giving to you that way. Your, your flow of, uh, of funds will not be, uh, be stopped. And more and more people are going to have to wake up to that. More and more people are going to have to wake up, up to what these traditional these traditional banking system created uh, financial uh, mechanisms are, are all about. They're centralized. They can be turned off. They can be biased against you. You don't know if you're going to be the hated one one day. With Bitcoin, you don't have to worry about that at all. And, uh, and, pe and most people have not uh, realized that yet. But uh, so I, I, when, I, when I hear about these demonetizations, Patreon, PayPal, I, I'm just like, yeah, it's just part of it. it some people will, will get it. Some people will get, will learn the hard way. And I, I think it's a, I, I try to spin things as a positive. It'll get more people into Bitcoin. Yeah, you're hundred percent right. Um, you're hundred percent right. Uh, the, the demonetization of uh, certain, you know, websites and, 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 and definitely like, you know, things with PayPal, that, that is all a recipe for, for bringing on uh, Bitcoin and, 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 uh, and cryptocurrencies, whatever, you know, but definitely Bitcoin. Um, uh, it's just a, a recipe for bringing in decentralized forms of payment. Like uh, you have, um, I think the first example was um, Julian Assange, right? When yeah. they tried to demonetize, when they did demonetize him and we saw the visa uh, and, and all these credit card uh, companies say no. And I think they even uh, told PayPal not to deal with him, uh, not to have people deal with him. You know, PayPal through him uh, if PayPal was around at that time. But I know that they tried to demonetize him, and it was just around the time where I don't think Bitcoin was worth as much as it is now. I think that was no, what no, back no. in like 2000, 
11. 11. I think it was 2011, yeah. yeah. So uh, Bitcoin must have been around maybe, you know, a few dollars maybe yeah. or, or, or even the, the penny side. So, um, and, 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 and that was, I think it was a first use case of, well, not first use case. Well, a major one. It was the first, one of the first major yeah, ones. one of the first it, major. It, it, it uh, kept them alive. It kept, it kept uh, WikiLeaks going. Yeah, one of the first, uh, I guess, uh, you know, it, that came out and probably came out of the news. Uh, and then you got the Silk Road and stuff like that after that. Um, uh, but it's so interesting. It's so interesting the way that Bitcoin did evolve, you know, from buying pizza to, um, to being a store of value in the world now, you know, it was so, it's such a cool story. Like, uh, I don't think, we're, I don't think people in the, in people, enough people in the world realize how, how powerful that, that is, you know, like, you know, decades from now, you know, there's going to be a section in uh, kids history books where they're going to read about. Bitcoin and, and they're going to be like so many programming programming classes talking about um, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency that uh, it's just going to be a regular computer course for, for people. And um, you're going to have to know how to use it because, you know, I think I think honestly, Adam, like there there are people um, that, you know, they, they get they go through um, they go through college universities not knowing about the real world. Right. And not knowing about finance, finances. They don't teach you about credit in the universities right they don't teach you about uh how to how to save money they they teach you classes in you know english 101 you know they'll teach you about economics but they they won't teach you how to avoid like the pitfalls in life in in, in finance you know so yeah. i think uh in the future when we get a more decentralized form of uh of living uh, as far as uh pay payments are concerned uh using uh bitcoin and crypto uh, I think it's going to be um, more uh, involved. Like, pe like people are going to be much more involved, much more accepting. And um, I think it's only a matter of time uh, because we saw it evolve with the internet. The internet was um, such a, like a nascent type of, uh, it, it was such a nascent type of technology uh, early on that um, it, it, it evolved into what it is now. And so I, you know, right now you, you click on a, you click a, on an app on your computer and you're able to pull it up really quickly. Whereas back in the day you had to type in some, you know, MS DOS prompt to pull up some program that kind of looked kind of decent. So I kind of see crypto like that now where it's like, yeah, it could be a little clunky to use, but imagine in a few years where like everything is just, Hey, it's right there. Uh, you know, you got, you know, you know, you got apps, you go, you know, you got apps on the blockchain, you know, I, I, and, and even like things like, um, you know, confidential, confident, uh, confidential uh, assets on the blockchain too, um, and those those are pretty. Those are that's some pretty cool stuff. You know, in the future to look at as well. But um, there's so many possibilities with uh, with Bitcoin and crypto that uh, I think it's going to be a really like bright future. And it's yeah. One thing, one thing that you brought up there in in schools. You're right. They, they teach all sorts of nonsense subjects. They, they don't teach savings. They don't teach savings. And I think at the very least, Bitcoin has opened people's eyes up to savings again, to what a savings account is supposed to be. That, that basic concept was lost. I don't know when it was lost, in the 80s, the 90s. I have no idea. Everyone thinks that money, you just spend it. Just spend, 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 spend. Uh, but this, this is the ultimate savings mechanism because there's less and less of it uh, made every four years. It's, it's the opposite of US dollars, which are constantly 
constantly uh, being printed out there. So yeah, if you get some US dollars, spend your US dollars, I guess, or spend it on Bitcoin. But if you get some Bitcoin, save that Bitcoin because it's gonna, it's gonna, you're gonna, your buying power is gonna go up with that over time, definitely. Definitely. But, but just think about people are not, uh, they totally lost the concept of savings. They think they have to spend every less, not only do they think they have to spend every last penny they have, but to go into debt to keep up with the Joneses, just to have people don't understand debt anymore. So Bitcoin is waking up uh, some people to that, hopefully more and more. But again, I think, uh, <laughs> I think it'd be great if schools uh, taught savings. <laughs> first of all, but that, that's not my, my say right there. I mean, that's people's personal responsibility to pass on to their kids. It doesn't seem like a lot of people are, are doing that. But I, I still think most people in, in the long run will still be addicted uh, to buying in this uh, world of, uh, we live in a world of, uh, of abundance and people just want more and more and more and more. And hey, that that's their path. I'm I'm not I'm not addicted to I'm not addicted to spending. I'm addic- I I enjoy saving. So in the future, I'll be able to live even more comfortably than than I'm living now. Yeah, hundred percent. And that that's um that's a really good point to make. Um, yeah, it's um, you know, I don't I don't you know what because I went to University of Miami and uh, I have a a business background from University of Miami and um, um. You know, I, the one thing I took from there was just like this one professor who told me, um, you know, this one professor, this finance professor that told me, uh, you're going to have to, okay, he said, the only thing I took took from University of Miami, I swear, is this one thing. Is this finance professor that told me, you're going to have to, in your life, you're going to, something's going to come up in your lives. That's what he told us. And it was like a room of like maybe 20 of us because at UM, the classes are kind of small. And, um, which is a good thing, I think. And anyways, so he was like, uh, something's going to come up in your life and you're going to have, and it's, you're going to have to think out of the box. Like everything that we teach you here at the university is going to go out the window when something like that comes along and you're going to have to think out of the box because that's going to be your opportunity. And he's like, this is going to happen in your lifetime, but you have to, you have to grasp the opportunity and, 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 and you're going to have to, uh, create your own luck by you're gonna have to create your own luck by researching and looking because it's not going to come to you. You're going to have to look for it. And, uh, and I, and I, and I, and it took me a little while to, to figure out what the heck, what the heck he was talking about. And, uh, when I swear when I, uh, when I found out about Bitcoin, I was like, Oh yeah, this is the one, this is it, you know? And, uh, and, and, and people were telling me you're crazy. I don't know why you're, why you're buying that stuff. Uh, nobody accepts it, this, this, and that. And, um, yeah, yeah. You know, Adam, it's like, it's, it's something that, um, that, uh, it kind of, I, I, I'm an out of, out of the box thinker. I'm like a contrary, uh, con- contrary. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And that's the way I think, man. And, um, and I, I think, uh, I think Bitcoin here to stay, I think cryptocurrency is here to stay, you know, and, um, I don't know. What, what are your, what are your thoughts? Well, I, I, I want to say that's a great uh, take out of college. The one thing you remember from business school, that is a very good thing to remember from business school that, you know, don't let an opportunity slip by, uh, you, you know, don't, just because everybody else isn't doing it. Um, he said, create your own luck. It isn't luck. It is not. Bitcoin is not luck. It's right, based right. on your, your own research and knowledge. Uh, right. Again, it's something you didn't learn in school per se. It's something you learned in life. You, you learn to identify something that is, that is earth shattering, that is, that is changing and to get 
that it's early and to get in on this thing now yeah. that, that you're able to identify that. And that, that's not luck. That's just using your head. Right. And then you jump. It's what people to use the term luck. People, all the haters are going to say, Oh, you were just lucky in night in 2015. Well, you were just lucky. Yeah. No, you weren't just lucky. You knew that one day some opportunity was going to come up. They even said it in college. One day there's going to be an opportunity that comes up and yeah. you're going to have to, you're going to have to jump on it and use your head. And you used your head. You figured it out. A lot of us did. And people can still do it. People can still figure things out like this out. But there's, there's a lot of pressure from the outside world. How many Bitcoin obituaries have there been? How many prominent people have said it's a scam? It's a this, it's that, it's the other. And so that's a lot of, you know, the, the, there's a lot on the other side convincing people saying, yeah, I just want to fit in. I'm not, it's not worth the risk. It isn't life-changing. It isn't the internet. It is the internet. That's the thing. We, uh, we live in such a time of abundance that people our age not only saw the internet come about, you know, so many people made millions on the internet. Mm-hmm. This is even, this is like the internet of money. It's, it's, it's a second opportunity. If you missed out on the internet, here you go. Here, here's something that's just totally revolutionizing the world. And Incredible. anyone, anyone can buy it. You don't have to be a registered uh, investor or qualified investor, whatever they call it. You don't have to be a millionaire. You can yeah. be a granny. You can be whoever. It just takes, it just, you have to be in motion. You just can't talk the talk. You, you, you got to walk the walk. And there are plenty of people, most people just talk the talk. Like, oh, that's a good idea. And then they leave it at that. Or, or, or they say, oh, you're, you're stupid for investing in that. And they do nothing to better themselves. Mm-hmm. You got to talk the talk. You got to better yourselves. You, you, you got to jump. You, you can't just, I mean, you got to walk the walk. You just can't talk. You got to walk. And that's what, they, again, there are all these people making up theories about Bitcoin. Awesome. Do you actually own any? That, there you go. That, that, that's right. the thing. So. Right. Exactly. And, uh, and, and um, it, it's, it's more of a, for, for the people who are, who, who seek. So I, like, I can't say, I, I can't say like for the, for the people who got in early to Bitcoin, cause uh, um, for the people who got, like, for the people who got in early to Bitcoin, like, you know, those are people that were like in, you know, 2000, you know, maybe 2010, I guess you would call them, but we're all still early. Like this is all yes. still an early thing. So I can't say, you know, this, you know, people got into Bitcoin early because, you know, those people who got into Bitcoin early saw that price go from, uh, you know, a few dollars to, you know, whatever it was over a thousand dollars and then drop back down to a few hundred dollars. So would, would that mean that the people who got in at 600 and they saw the price to go to, you know, 20,000, would you call the people who got, you know, in at a thousand dollars back in 2013, like, early people still like it's just it's like kind of like uh, it's kind of relevant to where i don't know it's just kind of like um well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell yeah. you one thing there were some people got in too early because they got it for pennies and yeah. then it went up to five dollars and they're like i'm selling yeah and uh, and there are plenty of people who did that who, who got in for pennies in 2010 and sold in 2012 and yeah. they ended up with big regrets too that so it, it's not just about being you know, able to identify something that's earth shattering. Yeah. It's being able to identify something that's earth shattering and then stick with it and realizing that it's to truly be earth shattering, you know, in 10 years, it's going to be real, really huge. I mean, did people who got in on the Google IPO, some people are like, oh, they just sold right away. Oh, it went up by so much. But yeah. the real winners are the people who still, you know, own 
these stocks uh, of these unicorns that just didn't flip them right away. It, it takes some patience. It, you just can't be impulsive when you're, you're into something that's uh, clearly changing the world. So there are a lot of people that think they got in too early. I'm sure you could find people. It's, uh, occasionally, someone will retweet something from 2011 or, or 2012 of someone saying, wow, it just went up to $12. I just you know, quadrupled my money. I'm out of here. I've seen those on uh, blog posts of uh, Bitcoin Talk, and I, I like going through those because they're so funny, you know. They're yeah. so funny. Uh, yeah, you'll see the guy go, go like, yeah, it's, it's up to 12 bucks. I'm, see you later, guys. And I'm like, I'm never coming back or whatever. <laughs> and then it's like, you know, uh, you go back to the, even the pizza transaction. And it's like, you know, two months after the pizza transaction, it's up a, a good few cents after that. And the people are like, oh, well, I'm selling. This is, it's over. I'm selling. It's done. Like, so you always, you're right. You always saw those obituary, uh, obituaries like coming up after, you know, Bitcoin goes up a few bucks, then it comes down. But reality is it's true. Like if you value your wealth, if you value your wealth in, uh, in Bitcoin uh, as a finite asset, um, then, uh, you know, you don't have yeah, to. Yeah, you don't have to work. You still have the same amount of Bitcoin. You might have more Bitcoin. You should right. try to have more Bitcoin than you did yesterday. That's what I, I tell people. It does. Don't worry about the dot. Again, people waste so much time on the fiat price. Their whole channels dedicated to it. Uh, Twitter feeds. Those are the most popular ones. The people who worry about every single dollar. Should I sell it, buy it, to trade it, short it, long it, this, that, and the other? Should I tether it? Should I do this? Dude, you're going to have, you, you can't, you'll lose. The more moves you make, the more likely you're going to mess up. Just like when you were saying you're trying to buy Ethereum with it, you lost some. Uh, it, it, trading is, is not a thing I don't think anyone should do. I think it's pure gambling. It, it triggers the tax man. Uh, because it's short-term capital gains. It's, it's uh, again, you, you it, true Bitcoin fans, true Bitcoin people, try to be value your wealth in Bitcoin. You're, mm -hmm. sit, you're trying to get more and more Bitcoin so that you have, you know, set a goal. Or say, you know, I'm going to have 10 Bitcoin in uh, 2021 or, or something like that. And, yeah. and to do that, I'm going to save this much every day or I'm not going to buy coffee every day or, you know, just, just something, create a system. Uh, that that values Bitcoin. That you're you're judging your wealth in Bitcoin. You know, you know, I, and I know it's a great feeling when it goes up to twenty thousand dollars. Right. And 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 if and to keep that in mind, okay, it is a great feeling when it gets to twenty thousand dollars. So for now, you're trying to get as many uh, twenty thousand dollar Bitcoin as possible because because every time it has returned to its all time high. Every right. time, it's just you got to be patient. People back in the day said it would never return to eleven hundred. It crushed eleven hundred eventually. But there was a time period where people were laughing when they said, oh, that was just a fluke. That was just the willy bot at, at Mount Gox. This is so for people right now, you, you know, you might have bought at $15,000 and you might feel like you're down. Just try to keep getting more and more because one day, you fiat freaks, it will get up to that 20000 all-time high. And, and when it does, you want to have as much Bitcoin as possible. So, yeah, that, that, that's uh, something I always like to end with. Uh, value, value your wealth in Bitcoin, people. Definitely. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I and uh, I valued uh, I, I have my I have my, you know, my few Bitcoin as well. Uh, and, you know, as you know, the, the show is called uh, Offshore Crypto. Yes. Um, and I and I do it because um, I do believe that uh, the future of of money is uh, for storing your wealth in, in cryptocurrency could be Bitcoin. Um, 
if one of these privacy projects come up with something amazing, hey, like more power to the people, more power to privacy, great stuff for the future. Um, even though it may not be something that's uh, so known right now or so popular to do right now uh, because people don't really care about their, their financial privacy right now. And it's evident because people still are using banks, you know, um, and they don't care. Um, but in the future, I do think that um, something, something may come along, along with, along with Bitcoin that, that, that will be uh, revolutionary as well, you know? Um, and, you know, all right. So going with the, um, with the whole, with, with, with the privacy aspect of the channel, that's where I've been wanting to um, like delve into different types of coins. Like Bitcoin is one of them, right? I know that they're, they're doing things with their Wasabi wallet. People, some people are using that uh, coin mixer because there's a lot of the, there's a lot of users in Bitcoin that, that, that can actually use that feature uh, for the Wasabi wallet too. Right. So um, and they, Bitcoin has the biggest user base so they can, they can do it. You know, they can do that, you know, um, but, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I'm always, I'm always into finding, I'm always, that's why, that's the reason, that's how I found Bitcoin, right? Like I was, I was researching and I was trying to find things that, that are independent of the finance system, the, uh, the financial system, uh, that we've had since forever. And basically in 2007, 2008, things really, um, opened up in my mind, like, you know, we got to do something about the situation. And um, so right now, as we speak, uh, you know, I, I had, I had a fallout with the Grin community um, recently because uh, I, as I research more and more into things, um, things aren't as rosy as these, as they seem in the land of uh, Grin, you know, and, uh, and, uh, and Mimble Wimble. And um, so uh, what what kind of interests me, Adam, is is uh, what kind of does interest me, and a lot of people may think that I'm nuts and crazy, and I and I am. You know, that's why you know I have some Bitcoin, but I also have something called R, and it's called Pirate Chain. And I know you're going to think it's complete craziness, which you probably do think it is. But for me, like a, a Z to Z transaction is uh, uh, Z to Z transaction is completely private, where Zcash is uh, a T to Z, so you'd have to go from a transparent address to a, a shielded address, and you can actually tell when the transparent address has been opted into the shielded address. And so, like in my mind, a perfect scenario is a, a, a shielded to shielded transaction, 100% on the blockchain. You know what I mean? And um, it's a fork from Zcash uh, with a limited supply, and uh, there, there, it's a, uh, it's a limited supply also, but, um, I'm not saying it's a great, I'm not saying it's a, a superlative coin to, to Bitcoin or anything like that, but I, I do like the privacy aspect of it, um, where you don't get those privacy, you don't get that aspect in, in Zcash, but you do get it off of a fork that's completely private there. You can't see any coins on the blockchain explorer. You don't see the addresses. Everything is shielded. Um, and that's that's awesome. So it's it's but, no it's no opt-in privacy then. It's it's your it's total your your it's not an option. It's just forced upon you. It is it, it is what it is. Privacy. It's forced privacy, kind of like Monero, but with the it's it's forced privacy like Monero, but with uh, the um uh with with the shield with the technology of Zcash as a shielded transaction. Well, I, you, 
Yeah. No, 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 no. I, I wouldn't say about that because you brought up, you've just brought up a lot of stuff here. I got, I got some thoughts on it. Right. First, right. first of all, so this, you know, everyone's going to talk about their, people are looking for the, the next big altcoin, everything like that. What I want to remind everyone is Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. You said yeah. it yourself, it has the biggest user base, et cetera. So if people think they're, if people think their altcoin is going to be the next Bitcoin, they're incorrect. Now, one thing you're, now this pirate, what's it called again? Pirate, uh, pirate. Oh, pirate. It's called pirate chain. Pirate like a pirate, chain. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like a pirate. Yeah. So yeah. is, who am I to say, uh, you know, in, in the privacy wars, let them, let them compete. Maybe it will be the next Zcash. Maybe it will be, uh, because it is, it's a fork of Zcash. You said. But there are a few forks of Zcash out there. Is he, there have been, yeah. Th this is the thing. It, it's hard when you're trying to be the next something else. Um, but uh, hey, you know, more, I, I'm not into like crushing things. Like some people are like, oh, you know, they hear about an altcoin, like automatically it's a scam. I don't give a darn. Let them, let them keep on, the, people are like, there are too many altcoins. There are 5,000 of them now. Eh, whatever, let them be 10,000. May, may the best one, yeah. uh, may, just more competition, the better. So, you know, I, I, again, my, my right. core belief, my core belief is Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Let the, yeah. let the altcoins do their thing. And I, I also want to say, we, you mentioned offshore. I mean, yeah. that we were talking offline. Yeah, that's a great new name for this channel, the Excellent. offshore. Yeah. Because, because that's what it's all about, man. Anyone can have their own offshore account now. Anyone. It, 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 anyone can have a Swiss bank account in their pocket because of cryptocurrency. So I think it's, it's a great summation, and hopefully it'll get new people interested in it if they understand that basic. Like, it's not just for rich people. People always are like, it's unfair. They get to have Swiss bank accounts. Well, everybody. Yeah, everybody does. Everybody does uh, with, with, with Bitcoin or cryptocurrency or whatever you want to say. So, yeah. okay. So I just, I just want to go, go to those two points uh, in what you just said. That, that's all yeah. I, before I forgot. No, great. It's, uh, and, and so that, that's, you know, I'm not shilling pirate chain or anything like that. What, what I am doing is I'm trying to point out technology that, that makes, that kind of makes sense to me. Like I, I have, I have a wallet. I can send a shielded, I can send a shielded transaction to you right now. And you, no one will be able to see that on the blockchain and it's completely shielded. Like Z, like Zcash was meant to be right. Um, and, uh, and it's, it is, and it's private, like, and, and, and I'm all for privacy. You know, I love, I love Bitcoin, you know what I mean? Uh, but um, in the future, like my point of view is, um, in, in my point of view, I, I like to have, I don't do anything nefarious. I, I never have done uh, anything crazy, uh, like any type of illegal things or anything like that. But, you know, I, I, I don't want, uh, I, I wouldn't like people to look at my address and be like, hey, like, you know, he's got, you know, you know, whatever, 15 or 20 Bitcoins in his wallet or anything like that, you know, um, and that's just, that's just me, but Bitcoin's a different story because Bitcoin's a store of value, you know, and um, that's, and it's, and it's good to have that type of audit on the blockchain because some of these privacy technologies, sometimes you can't even audit, audit these things, right? Sometimes it's so private that you, like, there, there can be a bug in the code and things like that. So it's not yeah. as secure in, in in argument against privacy coins, privacy coins are not as secure as sometimes as people think they are. Okay. Um, just cause they have a blockchain behind them doesn't mean that there could be like, doesn't mean that there aren't any bugs in the code and, and it's and inflation can happen at any moment. I mean, these things have to be super secure, uh, to be, uh, privacy coins, you know? And so anyways, um, yeah, so, uh, Bitcoin, Bitcoin's the original. Um, it's, it's, it's definitely got, uh, the greatest, like the greatest user base and stuff, you know, 
But I mean, like just my point of view in the future, I think that you know, privacy is going to be more important to people. You know, as surveillance comes along, you saw the Monero delisting uh, off of uh, BitBay, right? And uh, and some Zcash coins, you know, Zcash has also been delisted. Like Bitcoin has not been delisted off of exchanges. It's a very liquid asset, but um, uh, you know, you see Monero and Zcash, and I'm like, why are you why are you guys delisting privacy coins like Monero and Zcash when you should be delisting these scammy ICOs? Like, you know, these coins that were built off of Ethereum, like, why aren't you delisting, delisting those scammy coins, you know? Um, but instead, you're kind of trying to delist coins that are, you know, maybe, you know, serving a purpose for people, actually, you know, in places where they, they can't actually um, have financial freedom for themselves. Like, you know, and so that's, I guess that's where, that's where I have kind of have a problem with, with these exchanges. Like, um, if you really think about it, they're, they're trying to take people's rights away. They're, they don't really care about what you're spending your money on. They're scammy ICOs. Like they, they want to take away, um, they want to take away your freedom, in my opinion. You know, and um, uh, my, my suggestion there, uh, the, the re, I mean, yeah, they they don't want to get in regulatory trouble uh, because uh, I, I think they think that the regulatory agencies of whatever countries, if yeah. something is private, then they're they're going to be uh, hold held accountable for uh, allowing illegal transactions to take place by selling the coin. That's why you learn about BISC at bit, you know, a decentralized or as decentralized as an exchange as you can get. Monero was always, and I haven't checked BISC lately, Monero was always one of the most popular coins at, uh, at BISC because uh, people could privately get it there. So yeah. if all the exchanges start picking on certain coins, then new exchanges will pop up, decentralized ones like BISC, where you'll be able to get them. So, I mean, there's always a, there's a counter punch yeah. uh, to, to back to, to the punch. So there's always going to be that. That's why I don't try to stifle any type of innovation because you never know when something you think might, that is your supposedly your enemy might come in and help uh, develop something that might help you one day, like, uh, like, uh, you know, pressing forward with these decentralized exchanges. Right. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So, um, so Adam, man, I, I want to thank you again for, for being on my show today. Um, I, I, I had a great, like, I had a great time with you and, um, it was just like a really like cool conversation, casual, actually, um, this is my second casual conversation, uh, with someone on my channel. The first one was, uh, someone named Bite, might be Mike from uh, the grin community. Um, but, uh, this was a more general and o like over view of of like the world in in bitcoin and cryptocurrency and i i really appreciate like uh me being on the on with you because like you introduced me to this 100 percent. and you know if it wasn't for you telling me to um hold you know get my first you know 10 bitcoin because it's the one percent that that whole have and i remember that video because i yes i go back to that video quite often and uh and it was 100 percent uh, accurate and um, you've you've had the strongest hand I've ever seen. So, um, so pound that like button, people. You're at, that video is legendary from late 2015. I'm like, if you're elite, you will get 10 Bitcoin now. You'll you'll spend four thousand dollars total. You'll get yourself 10 Bitcoin, and who knows, it might be worth ten thousand dollars one day. Uh, yep. One of those Bitcoins, yeah. So yeah, I, I, that's a classic video. I've uh, I've rewatched it a, a few times. I've, I've I've told people still comment on that one, like. Oh, I wish I saw this back then. But then I get people like you that are like, I did see it back then. And it, it, 
you know, right. change you. So it, it has been my pleasure to be on this show today. It is awesome. Uh, I, I will tweet it out there, people. Spread the word seriously. Pound that like button. Keep coming back to his channel, my channel. Follow me on Twitter at TechBalt, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. Awesome. All right, Adam. Hey, thanks so, so much for being on the show, and you have, uh, have a great night, okay? Okay. Thank you. I'll see you. Thank you.